Welcome to Account Trends, everybody. I'm Jason Stein with Intuit Accountants. My co-host, David Bergstein, and I are excited to be with you every couple of weeks to share the latest news, interesting perspectives, and hottest trends in the tax and accounting world. We'll have special guests on the show to help break these trends down and give you food for thought as you find new ways to deliver for your clients. But most importantly, we plan on having some fun while doing it. Welcome. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to Account Trends. Today we have with us Ms. Nio Carter-Gray. Thank you for having me. Appreciate you being here. So, Nio, we have asked you onto the show because uh, you have set yourself up with quite the little firm there, and uh, we want to hear about it. So, tell us about yourself. Tell us about your firm. So for those of you who don't know me, I am Nio Carter-Gray. I am an enrolled agent and I am the owner and founder of First Step Accounting, where we make accounting a little less taxing for small business owners all across the U.S. Uh, And yes, I trademarked that so you can't steal it. Uh, (laughs) My (laughs) firm has been a full-time virtual and paperless since 20, uh, ooh, it's been over 10 years now. So 2009 is when we were founded. I primarily work with individuals and small business owners that are what I call in the startup and emerging phases where they are, you know, going from part-time hustler to full-time entrepreneur. And my practice does do bookkeeping accounting as well as the tax prep. And then some, uh, uh, representation services such as like collections issues and IRS audits. So I get I get to have fun a lot with my clients, watching them bloom and develop and grow. Um, and we use technology really heavily in my practice. So you know most of my clients are very tech savvy. They utilize the functionality of the many computers they have in their hands called the smartphones. Uh, And, you know, we just keep it very engaging, real, uh, because I I love my clients understanding exactly who I am and making sure that they are comfortable and doing the things they need to do to be successful. And so, you know, I'm really passionate about helping them grow uh, as well as utilizing and being efficient and effective with the technology. Yeah, thank you. That's perfect. And, and, you know, there's a couple of things that that stood out for me on, you know, sort of. It it wasn't it wasn't anything specific that you said about it, but you you just sort of have this natural. Uh, drive towards or 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 pull towards really focusing on, you know, like you said, your clients blooming and growing and developing. Um, tell it. Tell us more about that. How do you work with your clients in that regard, and how have you managed to make that the focal area of your of your firm? So one of the reasons I, I like to focus on the smaller business owners is because when I was starting my businesses, uh, there really wasn't any resources out there that kind of focused on, this is how you start, this is how you grow, how do you stay in compliance? And so I felt it was a necessary uh, need 
in the industry to kind of target those business owners who, one, may not necessarily have the resources to be able to afford a full-time accountant or bookkeeper, um, but still needed that information in order for their businesses to grow or even just survive. Because we know statistically businesses fail within the first couple of years. And so I know compliance is like one of the major reasons that they fail. So because I do have an accounting degree and a tax background, I knew that the area of my practice that I really wanted to focus on was that compliance piece. And so what I do is look at that client and take them on a journey um, from just getting the basic information through a consultation to then wanting to do some things themselves until they're comfortable and can afford to pay for an accountant, a bookkeeper. So like I have an online course that will teach them some of those things that they need to be looking out for. And then for them to finally step up to a formal bookkeeping system where I I may train them or or even set the accounting system up for them. And then we go into full-time. I need to hire the accountant bookkeeper to get this off my plate because I really don't like doing it. Uh, And now I can afford you. So I I kind of looked at all of the pieces of that journey and built either a service or some type of do-it-yourself platform to be able to allow those clients to benefit um, and, and grow their businesses along that journey. How do I reach them? Social media is like really huge in being able to target those individual clients. And I have a really wide Uh, referral network. So like my clients are really good about telling their friends about me or even me just participating in Facebook groups where people ask questions and I either have a blog post or video already recorded or written that I can share with them. And that just kind of piques their interest. And then they'll kind of research me on their own and say, hey, I really want to work with you. Or they'll attend a webinar I'm hosting because I like to do those as well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so it really, you know, the first piece of it, what I find is that clients come on board because they like who they see. So they want to work with me because they're like, you have some personality. You have learned how to simplify this terminology. You don't sound like you're talking at me. You sound like you're talking to me and trying to teach me the thing that I need to know in order to survive. And then it's like, okay, after I've done it, I realize I don't really want to do it. I need some help. This is outside of my realm. So I want to just dump it all on your lap. (laughs) and let you take over. Um, And then what I normally do with the client, depending on where they are in the journey, is we'll have either quarterly calls or biannually, just because it depends on where they are. Every client doesn't necessarily need to talk to me monthly. There are some clients who do. Um, Like I have a nonprofit client I talk to quite frequently because we're working through budgets as well as managing capital campaigns versus a client who I talk to once a year and their biggest concern is just making sure they have enough cash on hand to pay any tax bill they may have. Sounds like even though you said you focus on compliance, you're really an advisory service expert. You spoon feed them uh, with the webinars, with the uh, training. Do you create those training videos yourself and put them out there or are you sending to other spots? 
I create them myself because, again, I've realized that the clients that I work with like to work with me because they like my personality. And trying to send them somebody else's content and then trying to get them on board with me just didn't work for me. So it was like, I can take this content um, that, you know, uh, let's just take a textbook uh, 1040. Oh, no. Matter of fact, my most watched YouTube video is just a tutorial on how to fill out a W-4 form. Um, And I created that video based off the questions I was getting from my tax clients. I was like, let me just create a video to walk them through. And literally, all I'm doing is breaking down each individual box and telling them what it means and what should go in the box. That video has over like a quarter million views. Um, So, you know, it was just me being able to showcase who I am and then simplify things for my clients. That's the reason why they fall in love with me and keep coming back. And I'm sure as they fall in love with you, each year you raise your prices because you're providing more services to them. (laughs) <laughs> yes, I am raising the prices. Now, I will be honest, it took me a couple of years before I really figured out like, oh, you're a little too cheap. You, it's time for you to raise those rates. Um, and even still now, I am navigating the pricing matrix, right? Because now I'm looking more at what is the value I'm providing this client and how does that value align with budget as well as my need to grow my business. And so I'm, I'm doing some internal work to make sure all of that is matching up um, and my clients, one, can still afford me and then two, my business is blooming and growing as well. So, but yes, they do get the annual increase every single year. Let me ask you a question (laughs) since Jason, I like what you're saying about building the value. You have a success story of like some client that started with a side hustle that's really developed into a great business due to your help with that's the reason why people need to choose an accountant to help them so they succeed. You have one of those success stories from one of your clients? Yes, actually I do. So I like to take my clients on a journey. I have um, a couple of clients who are therapists. And for whatever reason, I, I must my name must be popping in some Facebook therapist group. Um, but I have particular clients who come to me and they may start off with tax prep. They have a therapy business. And at the time they were working for uh, organization and they started seeing patients on the side. So I do have a client that started with me in that phase and has now grown her business. She's full-time in the business. She We just elected S-Corp status for her because she's hiring and now it's a favorable um, for her to be on salary and now oversee about three other therapists in her practice. So, I, you know, she's been with me probably about four years now. Um, and we started from just, just simple tax prep into, you know, QuickBooks setup and training, and then into hiring me to take take over the accounting and bookkeeping and now into some tax planning and consultation services like that. That's cool. What a great story. You know what I love too, Niall, about uh, your approach is you've, you've unlocked the key. Uh, well, you've unlocked the secret. <laughs> it's not really a secret, but you've, you've, you've cracked the nut. Let's say it that way. You've cracked the nut on <clears throat> taking compliance and bringing it into the advisory conversation, right? And and that's the thing that a lot of firms tell me is, you know, the fir- the clients come to them because they have a compliance need. How do I shift into advisory? So c- can you tell us a little bit more about 
how you have that conversation and how do you navigate that early part of the relationship? Like when you're, when you're taking somebody who isn't ready for advisory, um, how do you, how do you work with them to grow, still make sure that you're profitable as, you know, as their accountant, um, and get what they need and help them grow. And then eventually get them to a place where you can structure the pricing model around the relationship. How does that work early in the relationship? So let's take the, the client that we were just talking about, the therapist. Um, so we started with simple tax prep. And one of the things, um, for those of you who may not know, I do use Pro Series. It's my absolute favorite tax software. Um, and one of the reasons why is because there is this handy um, documentation that you can produce at the front of the tax return that kind of gives the client an overview of what happened the prior year compared to the current year, and then a few little tidbits about how we can improve in the coming years. So that uh, worksheet just at the front of the tax return kind of sets the stage for the relationship um, for me and the client, because what I normally do is I'll deliver the tax return with a video that kind of highlights that worksheet and goes over the changes and some things that they can do to improve in the coming years uh, or the, in the upcoming year. Once they take a look at that video and they realize like, oh, she's trying to help me and, and save me some money. Eventually what happens is um, they go on an email newsletter. And so I'll send out an uh, email email blast with some tax update or just a little tidbit for, let's just say, just my Schedule C filers that says, hey, are you tracking such and such and such a because tax time is coming up and you will need it. And just those little reminders throughout the year tend to put me top of mind. Um, and then I throw in a little personality. So Christmas time, I always send my clients a holiday card along with a calendar magnet for the upcoming year. So again, I'm reminding them that I exist after we've prepared the tax return. And it could be a quarterly email uh, and then the reminder like, oh, she sent this beautiful holiday card. Uh, so come tax time next year, when we're preparing that tax return and and I see drastically different results, right? Your schedule C, hopefully those numbers are going up. I will proactively say to the client, hey, your numbers are going up. What are you doing about bookkeeping? Or have you ever considered taking that off of your plate? Um, so I'm actively looking at the numbers to help tell the story or send me on the journey with the client. So after we've looked at the numbers and dis discovered that, hey, they are so much better than the client thought, and that tax bill was just something they weren't expecting, they are now willing to start having those conversations because they're now looking at the numbers differently because I highlighted them. Um, whereas though, you know, before, if we only take the simple tax client and really only talk to them once a year, they're not thinking about those numbers. All they care about is come April, I got to file a tax return and pay a bill. But if I'm, you know, kind of highlighting some things throughout the year, then it makes them more aware 
And then they start being a little more conscious about it. And when I show them specifically, hey, your business profits increase by this amount, you totally can afford to take this off of your plate and maybe even hire somebody to help you even grow faster. They're always interested once you say something like that. Like, Mm -hmm. ooh, I can grow faster. I can double my revenues. Um, And then I have to deliver on those promises, right? Mm By taking them further along the journey by actually saying, hey, mid-year, let's look at these numbers. This is where you are. Are you ready to either hire? Are you automating some things? What are you doing to be able to make this number even better? Or what is your long-term goal? Do you want to stay in this business for the next 15 years? Are you looking to retire? Like, What is the plan? So understanding all of those pieces allows me to be able to then kind of turn into that advisor and push the clients in the direction that they want to go, not necessarily the way that I want to go. Um, But it's just, you know, looking at the numbers, seeing where they are, and then realizing there is a benefit for that particular client to have a conversation with me. And there are some clients, you may look at that schedule, see, and those numbers are going down. And you have to have the hard conversation with those clients to say, hey, your business isn't really a business. It's more like a hobby. It might be time for you to quit it Um, (laughs) because it's just the reality. Um, It happens. Our clients, sometimes they get distracted by other new shiny things or they have more um, responsibilities now in their full-time job. Because again, I understand who my client is and the journey that they are on. So typically when they come to me there, they are working a job in addition to this business. So, you know, some I have to keep it real with them. If I'm looking at these numbers and three years in a row, the losses are just getting larger and larger. I'm like, hey, you are kind of setting yourself up here uh, because this is probably not a business, it's a hobby. We may want to consider you uh, saving your money and pouring it into your 401k plan at your office. It sounds like you <laughs> you have a great niche there because you're picking people up with the side hustle and that's what your niche is, getting them while they're working with someone else and really starting. But you made one comment. You mentioned sending videos out to your clients to explain their tax situation. Is that a personalized video for everybody or is it a generic uh, that you send along with the tax return? I haven't heard many people say they send the tax return back with a video explaining it. It is personalized and I try to keep them really short and sweet. So between two and six minutes long, uh, it's just highlighting any major changes. What I find that this does is helps automate the process of getting that signature page signed uh, because, and then it cuts down on that after return meeting, right? We prepare the return, we send it off to the client. A lot of the clients, they don't know how to review a return. They're they're just like, they trust that you've done everything all right and they'll sign it or they'll come back and say, hey, we need a meeting. So the reason I started sending these videos was to avoid that after return meeting. So again, I'm trying to manage my efficiency here, right? I meet with every client before they become a client. So I don't necessarily want to hold another meeting after we do the tax return too. So I found that if I sent a video to kind of go over some highlights for the return, it cuts that additional meeting probably about 80%. I think that's one of the best ideas I've ever heard. And I think more and more people should uh, listen to this podcast when it goes out. If they walk away with one thing, it's do a video for your clients explaining what's on the tax return. 
and you actually are meeting with them. You met with them in person. Now you're meeting with them virtually. And I'm sure that yeah. gets you more phone calls from them with questions and comments. That helps you uh, sell more services. It, well, it, what it does is actually reduces the calls. <laughs> because for the most part, I've probably answered their question in the video. Yeah. But then the conversations that you're having with them later are not about the compliance work. That frees you to 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 let the compliance work as can I put that? That's a machine, it's a process that does its thing. Get that out the door, spend as little time as possible on that piece, and really spend the time focusing on the relationship. And a a lot of what you talked about is uh, you made a comment, something about um, you know, I understand them, I know them, I know what their goals are. Right. That's where it all begins and ends. Uh, And that's what it's all in service to. So, yeah, I want to shift a little bit because kind of leaning into the the you mentioned technology is a huge part of your firm. Uh, And I want to make sure we spend a little bit of time talking about that. I want to get into specific solutions that you use or things like that. But I would love to hear more about what you mean by that and how you see and view and leverage technology uh, as part of, you know, running your firm. So the, the first piece of technology that um, I'm, I kind of force on clients is the ability for them to schedule their own appointments. Um, I find that clients who are tech savvy can go online and pick a date on my calendar to schedule with me. And if that is hard to do, they're more than likely going to struggle with every other piece of technology in my practice. And so then I usually refer them to someone else. Oh, interesting. Um, so it's it's kind of a, a weeding out tool as well. It is. Absolutely. Just even with the telephone call. So I actually don't answer my own phone. I have an answering service that answers all of my calls. And if it's a potential new client, they tell them specifically how to schedule an appointment. And I do use that as a test. Um, so, you know, the answering service will take a message. So I know that I should be expecting a appointment to come in from this particular client from this email. And if I don't see it come in, then either they have some urgent need that I can't fill because that's the other thing. I have to manage my time. Um, and so if they needed something yesterday, I might not be a good fit because I might not have the capacity to manage it. So I like people who are proactive versus reactive. So that's another thing that I look for in clients. Um, And then once I see that appointment come through, there's some basic information I collect, you know, from the start. What what are you looking for? Are you looking for tax services, accounting services, bookkeeping? You need both. What is your entity type? And so I kind of look at how they answer those questions to see what they know about their businesses. And then I have a little description about what do you, what is your needs? Give me a brief description. Um, and so I can see specifically who's really detail oriented and who just gives me two sentences. I need my taxes done, right? <laughs> so then we have um, our consultation, which is about 15 uh, to 20 minutes where I listen to them talk, tell me specifically what they think they need. um, And then I'll ask a couple of follow-up questions. And then I kind of diagnose their needs right there on the call, whether or not we're going to be a good fit based off of, uh, again, timeline, 
what services they need, what their entity types are, because I know what I can and can't manage. So for example, I don't handle e-commerce clients. So if you are, uh, you have a Shopify store and you have, let's just say 200 items you're selling, I am not going to be able to manage you. I don't have capacity to, to take you on. So I have a referral network that I'll, I'm like, hey, we're not a good fit. Here's three other people you can chat with. Um, but those that are a good fit, after our call, I have a template of follow-up emails that can be tweaked based off of what we hear in the call. I shoot that out. And then clients pretty much self-onboard in my practice. There's always some form they have to fill out that kind of kickstarts everything. I am a big fan of Zapier. Um, and so once they fill out that form, uh, which, oh, my forms builder is probably my favorite app in my practice, which is Cognito Forms. Um, they fill out the form. Zapier kicks off a workflow for me in my project management system, and it'll set them up in our client portal, and they'll upload documents. Documents. Then I get started on the returns or um, if it's bookkeeping, they'll upload, you know, copies of the bank statements or share passwords using LastPass. Um, but all of that stuff is discussed on the call so that they know what to expect. And then they get that follow up email with instructions. Um, and then with the, the follow up emails, I try to keep all of my instructions to three steps or less, because that's the other thing I noticed. If it was more than three steps, the clients get lost in the weed. They may only do one. They may only do two, but something gets lost in translation. So I try to simplify things. It's like, here's one step, one, two, three. And they're like, okay, I can do three steps. <laughs> Love that. Well, perfect. Now, I think that's a that's a great point to end on. And uh, that takes us to time today. So uh, I think it's a good good point to wrap up. But th- thanks for coming on the show and, and sharing your your principles and methodology and and uh, kind of how you're you're building this firm and differentiating yourself uh, from targeting your ideal perfect client to testing them with technology and using technology to, to then automate the process of compliance so that you're continually focused on freeing your capacity to have meaningful conversations about the future. Uh, and the and the goals and and hopes and dreams of your clients. So yes. thank you for what you do for the uh, for your clients and and for sharing it with the rest of the profession here. Thank you so much for having me. You know I can talk tech and compliance all day on day because I love what I do. I love my clients and I love our accounting community. And I love your energy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well that's all we have for you today, folks. Thanks for joining. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Please follow us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If you like what you heard, please leave us a five-star review. If you want to learn more about any of the topics discussed on the show, visit intuitaccountants.com forward slash podcast. Account Trends is produced and edited by Luke Johnston. Copyright Intuit 2022.